This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning, good morning. Ain't it a fantastic morning outside, especially if you're a gardener, especially if you're in the South. I'm Horticulture's Felder Rushing, and for the next hour, we're going to be talking about gardening. This is the Gestalt Gardeners, a locally produced program by Mississippi Public Broadcasting. And we've got some cheesy music, some holiday stuff, got some a couple of bad clown jokes, I guess you should say, because, you know, clowns are sort of out of fashion right now, but... We're going to have fun talking about gardening. And if you've got some things on your mind, some things going on or not in your garden, this is going to be a live program. So you can give us a call and we'll chat about it live right here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We're going to do a little news and come back and with a little bit of a few announcements and your phone calls with the Gestalt Garden here on MPB right after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. All righty, folks, welcome back again. Horticulture's Fell Rushing, my producer, Sir Jonas Adams, and our call screener, the esteemed Kevin Farrell. We're going to be talking to you about gardening. If you want to give us a call, it is toll-free. One eight seven seven MPB ring. Got a few things going on this weekend, but again, it's a live program, so give us a call and let's just talk about it because it is pretty much too dry to dig a hole. I can tell you that. I tried to plant a vine uh, for a friend of mine the other day and could not get the shovel more than an inch. I mean, I, I, the shovel's not meant to be a pickaxe. So anyway, I just decided to heck with that. Pour some water in the hole, come back, dig it a little bit of time every couple of three days. And let's see what happens. Uh, speaking of happening, there's a uh, had a really interesting time yesterday. There was a plant swap up in Flora, Mississippi. Flora is a um, big, more than a hamlet, but I suppose you could call it a hamlet with a really nice little downtown and food and culture and music and all like that. But just north of Jackson, and they had a wonderful, wonderful plant swap. I had a good time with people bringing unusual plants. Uh, my friend, my brother Jesse, and I went up there, had a, swapped some plants, got plants that we already had in the swamp. But that's not the point of a plant swap. It's not to get plants, sort of. It's to get people who normally don't get together, who don't belong to clubs and stuff like that. They're the gardeners in every club who get together uh, in an informal venue with some cherished plants that they grew themselves, usually propagated, usually something that's, that's easy to grow, that they cherish, that they got from, from other gardeners, uh, that are easy to propagate, that are fairly durable. In other words, good, solid, old, common plants that, you know, things like chicken gizzards. Who's ever heard of a plant called chicken gizzards? And everybody was debating, what do we call it? What do you call them? It's got a Latin name, and I can tell you that, and it's got all sorts of other common names, but everybody calls it chicken gizzards, and you can't buy it to speak of. you got to get it from somebody who got it from somebody, got it from somebody. And there were night-blooming cereus, there were, uh, there were cactus, uh, there were ferns, hanging baskets, bulbs, all shrubs, shrubs like one called pearl bush. 
bush. I don't know how many of you ever heard of, a, of an old-timey uh, heirloom plant called pearl bush. Blooms in the mid-spring, nice little airy, uh, medium-sized shrub, and the flower buds look like little pearl buttons before they open. It's got a Latin name, Excorda racemosa, but pearl bush. Can't buy that anywhere, but you can get it in a plant swap. Speaking of which, there's going to be a real foaming tomorrow, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, but if you've got some gardening questions, give us a call, one eight seven seven mpb ring Meanwhile, let's slide up the road to Lafayette County and talk to John from Oxford. Morning, John. How are you? Just fine. How are you? So far, so good. Good. What's up? I've got a question about a plant that we have in our yard. It's we call it, and we were told it's called an angel trumpet uh-huh. tree or bush. Yep, a couple different kinds, yeah. Huge flowers on it. Do they hang down? Is it an upright plant and the flowers hang down? That's right. Yeah, that's what, it most, that's what most people call angel trumpet. Right. The uh, My wife got a little cutting from the Amish over in Pontotoc. Uh-huh. And we planted the thing, and lo and behold, it survived. <laughs> yeah, it's, a t- it's it's actually native to to, to to arid tropical areas. Right. Okay. My question is: Are we supposed to cut those uh, tree trunks or the trunks back to the ground each year, or just let them grow? Well, it's it's a good question, John. And uh, you know, without getting into the global warming debate, if we have a normal winter, it'll get killed to the ground and probably come back. You know, central to south Mississippi, uh, you know, along the Gulf Coast, it is actually uh, up all the year. But you know, if we have a normal winter, it'll get killed back to the ground. If we have a hard winter up in north Mississippi, it can actually get killed. So most people, what they do is after a frost, they just cut it to the ground, pile a bunch of leaves on top of it, hope for the best. But meanwhile, they root pieces of it. A piece that's about the uh, size of, you know, big around your finger, a foot right. or two long. You can put several of those cuttings, you know, the, the, the new stuff, not the real skinny stuff on the very end, but some of the st- the flowering stems, about as big around your finger. Put three or four or five of those in a in a bucket of shallow water, just three or f- two or three inches of water, and they'll grow roots like you wouldn't believe and just keep them over the winter that way as insurance. Okay. All right. And you can share them with other folks that way, too. That's the way we did ours when she got it from the from the the Amish people that uh-huh. gave it to her. It was just a little root, a piece of a limb, actually. Yep, and they rooted yeah. it in water. You know, again, do that before a frost, uh, and okay. then after frost, you just cut the plant down. If we have a the kind of winter we've had the past three or four years, it'll come back just fine. Usually, multiple stems. Okay. Thank All right. You for the information. Appreciate Have it. Have a good day. All righty. And I always appreciate it when somebody right off the right out the gate they ask me something that I know. Now let's go all the way to the immediate uh, as far south as you can get on it, right down the Gulf Port and talk to Rebecca. Hey there. How are you, Rebecca? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. What's up? Um, I was wondering I had a question about blueberries. Mm-hmm. Um we have a lot of blueberry plants and my niece would like some. Yeah. So I was wondering how do you Take a cutting and root one. Yeah, that's a, you know that's a good. And just uh, unlike the the previous caller, where he's talking about a plant that roots like ringing a bell, blueberries are not that easy to root. They're done commercially in the summertime uh, in a greenhouse with what they call a mist system to keep it foggy, which keeps the cuttings cool. It's really hard to. Uh, I, and I love propagating. I'd, I'd help teach the propagation class at Mississippi State, and I have a tough time with blueberries because I don't have a greenhouse. So okay. your your best bet really is to is to, uh, to if you want to propagate yours, there may be some little suckers coming up from the ground, some stems coming up 
you know, from from around the base, you can cut those back to four, five, six inches long and separate those from the plant with a little piece of root. And th- that'll grow, but be sure you cut it back to, and that way it'll branch out next year. But you know, you can divide some of the suckers. But otherwise, if she really wants good blueberries, Rebecca, you know, it, one blueberry bush will make blueberries. But if you have two or more different varieties planted close together, collectively, each one will make more berries than it would by itself. Cross pollination, okay. not necessary, but you know, if she wants some good blueberries. Get a, get a one of yours, and then you know maybe as a Christmas present or Hanukkah or something like that, get her another little plant. Okay, all right, thank you. Okay, Rebecca, thank you. All righty, and let's go stand on the coast, slide over to the past, past Christiane. Hey, Ann, good morning. Oops, I didn't push the button. <laughs> good morning, Ann. How are you? <laughs> good morning. How are you? This Fine. Morning. I didn't push the wrong button. I just didn't push a button. Yeah, complicated. You'd have to understand me and buttons. What can I help you with today? Okay. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> Let's start over again. Hey, Ann. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, darling. How are you doing? Fine. What's up? Um, I have wood privets now. I I have taken the wood privets over the years, and I've made a hedge. Yeah. But we have one um, that we called Mr. Biggie. That mm. was our Christmas tree after Katrina. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and well, it was the only thing that we could have. And right. Very little, but now he's Mr. Biggie. Yeah. He's grown over the last ten years. There is all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Um, I've lived on my property thirty three years. We have white, like a covering mold type stuff that yeah. is on the bark. Right, right, right. And because I'm organic, I don't want to use any herbicides or chemicals. Yeah. Do you know what that is and how I, I can get rid of it? I do. It's a t- believe it or not, it's, a, it's a, a type of insect, lots of them, called, it's a type of scale insect. And you can actually rub it off. You can put on a pair of gloves and rub it off. Okay. But, and they, you know, and they, they, it, it looks like snow. Uh, yeah. On the plant, yeah, and uh, it gets on quite a few plants. But typically, uh, as a, over the winter, t- as the bark you know spreads in the year, it, it in other words, they don't do a lot of real serious damage, but they can weaken the plant. You put on a pair of gloves and just rub them off. That'll do fine. Don't try not to rub the bark off. Now, uh, one of the organic controls is the use of of oil. A lot of a lot of people use what they call dormant oil or summer oil, and this it's I mean I write for Rodell Press for organic gardening, and it's uh, is considered organic. Just plain old, uh, they sell it at garden centers. Um, so you, you know, you might want to try getting some, I don't know, some uh, dish detergent or something like that. When you're rubbing it off, rub that on there, and those that you miss, it'll smother them. Okay, that's excellent because I did not know. I thought it was just a fungus because I know that we've we've. It it looks like a fungus. It looks like it because it's solid. Right, it but covers it, the bark of the yeah, tree, and yeah. it just showed up this year after you know. A decade. Just, yeah, yeah, but I mean that's just you've been lucky. All right, but well, if, if you look at it real close, the, the further up you go, you know where it starts thinning out, you'll see the tiny little individual uh, insects. They don't look like bugs because they lose their legs after they attach themselves. Well, I tell you what, I have a, a son who has a microscope who would be very interested. There you go. In going ahead and, and taking a sample. And looking at it, so that is interesting. So then he can see the bugs. So I, I do appreciate your time. We love in, in listening to your show, and and you're wonderful. You are so full <laughs> of all types of very very helpful information. Yeah, but I can't add or subtract, so it's good. You know, I'm trying my best to keep my day job. Well, 
Well, I tell you what, you do an excellent job, and, thank and we thank you very much, and I enjoy it. Oh, listening. and one thing, when, when you get your boy, when he does that, get him. He probably, when he got the microscope, he might have got a little scalpel set or something like that with him. He's going to have to use a real sharp knife to gently pry him off because, you know, you can't see their undersides if you, if you try to rub them off because they match real easy. Right. So, well, I was thinking about, yeah, just trying to just take a small little sample and yeah. just He's 16, but he's a scientist. So Excellent day. All, All right. right. Well, thank you so much, and you have a very wonderful day. <laughs> Thanks, Ann. I appreciate it. All righty. Oh, so far, so good. Please, somebody give me a stump. I don't feel right knowing the three things in a row. Maybe Mikey will help me down in Mobile. Hey, Mikey, good morning. Hey, good morning. What's um, up? Uh, I got a question about I've had Confederate Rose Envy. For years now, the neighbor down the street, they are very sweet, and they've told me that, that they would be willing to share with me, but I don't know how to propagate it. Do I take cuttings? Yes, it, uh, is, so, it is so easy, Mikey. I mean, you, you can literally take a piece, uh, of just, just like the angel trumpet. Uh, these things are almost embarrassing to eat in, to, to root in water. If you get a piece, uh, oh, a foot, two feet long, or several of them, and as soon as you cut them, uh, put them in a shallow thing, a thing of shallow water, two or three inches of water in a vase or something like that, and they will grow roots quicker than you know what to do with. So wow. it's an easy All plant right. to root from cuttings. <laughs> real, real. And, uh, and if you want to see some more, there's actually going to be a plant swap in Mobile. I don't know if you know about this. The, uh, oh, uh, the, the Yeah, the Dolphin, Dolphin Street thing. Yeah, right? yeah. Actually, and don't tell anybody this, but I'm coming down there. I'm not invited oh, or anything, but okay. I'm just going to show anybody. <laughs> yeah, but I guarantee you there'll be some people with Confederate Rose and Angel Trumpets and all sorts of those kinds. Hey, you know, I'd like to see an Angel Trumpet and a Confederate Rose in the same hole. You that, bet. That'd be interesting. Yes, sir. All righty. Either Thank way. You so much. Okay, good luck on Have fun. You too. Bye. <laughs> all righty. Uh, yeah, I'm just talking about this, uh, this plant swap that's going to be in Mobile. It's the Old Dolphin Way Association. They're having a plant swap, and it's going to be uh, uh, there. Well, I'll give the details in a little while because we got to take a little bit of a break, but it's going to be in Mobile around the Old Presbyterian Church at the Community Garden starting at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning in Mobile, and I'm going to sneak down there myself. i got a couple of plants I want to uh, introduce and see what people got to swap down on the coast. But we're going to take a little bit of a break. Um, horticulture's fell to rushing acting like a gardener. I'm not a good gardener. I'm a garden expert. My garden looks like yours. It's not that great unless you pay somebody to take care of it. And I don't pay anybody to take care of it. I'm the one who's got to do it myself. And it looks like it. But anyway, I did clean some stuff off yesterday. I'm going to plant my garlic uh, probably first part of next week. And I got some kale set out, some lettuces, and some bulbs to plant. But we could take a break and come back with your phone calls. They've got the lines wide open. I'm a horticulturist failed rushing. This is the Gestalt Gardener. It's a production of Mississippi, a locally produced program, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We'll be right back after this. Give us a call. Support for the Gestalt Gardener comes from Old House Depot. Antique windows, doors, shutters, flooring, and exposed beams. Architectural salvage, custom carpentry, you name it. Open 9 to 5 Monday through Saturday, 639 Monroe Street in Jackson. OldHouseDepot.com. 
Listen daily on MPB Think Radio. I want to thank MPB. This channel helps people to really see without all the advertising, all the craziness. MPB Mississippi is our mission. MPB is your home for live election coverage. Listen on election night for results and analysis from Mississippi's election authority, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Coming up this week on MPB's At Issue, agriculture in Mississippi. It generates billions of dollars. Is Mississippi's number one industry. It's the driver of our economy. The state is an agriculture leader for the nation, but there are some challenges. We feel like we have two choices. We have to import our labor or we'll have to import our food. From overseas and here at home. I don't have a problem with it as long as they play fair. We take a closer look at agriculture in Mississippi on At Issue. This Friday at 7.30 p.m. on MPB-TV. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. All righty, welcome back, folks. Horticulturist Phil Rushing, going to talk with you about gardening. Almost, I talk about almost anything except growing tomatoes. I am not a tomato grower. I've tried and tried and tried, and I've grown a few. But you see people who are just growing them by the gobs, and I don't get it. I can tell you how to do it. I can tell you how they did it. I can give you verbatim. I can show you pictures of how they do it. But the proof's in the pudding, and I'm just not very good at growing tomatoes. I can grow peppers. I can grow a lot of leafy greens. I've got a lot of those planted right now, and it's a good time to be putting out lettuce. It loves the cooler weather. Matter of fact, cool weather makes it sweeter. Turnips, mustard, kale, um, garlic. It's time to plant garlic. I've got uh, in my refrigerator. I didn't have to, but because it's been so hot and dry, I decided to pre-chill them. But I got uh, six or seven different kinds of garlic I'm planting in my great big front garden pot. I got a pot in my front garden that's made out of a six-foot diameter galvanized steel horse watering trough. Two feet deep. It's got it full of some really good potting soil. Got drainage around it. And I uh, pulled up a lot of my summer stuff, the peppers. I left some basil out there because uh, who, who knows? We might have basil into January. But it's a great time to be putting bulbs in the ground. Uh, those red spider lilies are, are in my yard. They're already starting to put leaves up. So if you know, if you want to plant something, now's a good time. And daffodils, if you want to plant tulips, I don't care where you live in, with, within a listening range. If you live in the, the, the mid to lower south, tulips are a one-shot thing. And they have to be refrigerated for a month, maybe six weeks before you plant them. And you can plant them uh, Valentine's Day and they still bloom. But tulips need to be refrigerated. And because they're a one-shot thing, I like to grow mine in a pot and set them in with my other things. You know, my daffodils and hyacinths and uh, the, the grape high, all those things that keep coming back. I put a pot full of tulips in the middle of it. And that way the tulips give me a little extra bang for my bucks. And uh, the way I'm thinking, you know, you can get a tulip, a handful of tulip bulbs less than a, a, a decent craft beer. So I'll forego a beer for a handful of tulips. Let's go down to Port Gibson, talk to Linda. Hey, Linda, beautiful town. Love Port Gibson. Yes. Uh, I want to tell you that I, I bought a Confederate rose uh-huh. uh, uh, at the farmer's market that we have, where we uh, used to have here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has grown tall, the beautiful pea flowers on it. Lots of stems, too. Lots of stems. And 
Uh, is there a way that you can cut the stem without ruining the uh, the whole plant? And also, um, I, I went to the, uh, the garden show in, in Crystal Spring, mm-hmm. and one plant that got my attention was the black sapphire. I'll send you a picture of it. Now, was this the like the elephant ear? Yes. Yes, they had actually they had five or six different kinds of, of black elephant ears there in that one bed. Yes, I took pictures of it. Uh huh. I'm real familiar. They sure can. They sure can. If we, you know, we haven't had a really hard winter. Seemed like since I was a kid, but a really hard winter. Sometimes they'll get killed down. But most of the time, if you got them in a good spot, and when they die down in the winter, put some leaves on top, they'll come back just fine. Yeah, I just uh, can you buy those seeds? Can't buy the seeds. You have to get the plants, but they, you know, they they divide just like old fashioned elephant ears. They grow just like you know the regular old like to sit around a lot of old country homes. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. And so once you get a start, you know, every year you can divide them just like monkey grass, and they multiply like crazy. But to answer your question about the Confederate rose, you know, they're big. They, you know, have these long stems and they're with lots of flowers on them. Right. Um, you know what you can do is you can cut off an entire branch. Without the whole plant, you know, in other words, if you cut one branch back a little bit, it's going to bush out. It's going to throw the symmetry of the plant off. Not going to look as good. If you cut an entire branch off, you can get five or six cuttings out of that one branch, each one about a foot or foot and a half long. Yes. And that way you want, you know, if you want to cut the whole thing back, you can, just like an old althea or a rose or something like that. But anyway, if you if you if you don't want to upset the symmetry of the plant, just cut one whole branch off. You won't miss that in, in root pieces. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for taking my call. You bet. Thanks for being part of our program, our garden party. Thank you, ma'am. All right. Port Gibson, beautiful town. It's on Highway 61. Highway 61 is one of the, the few beautiful towns that Highway 61 actually still goes through instead of going around. And it's just a lovely, lovely town, especially if you get off the main road and cruise around and look at some of the wonderful old architecture down there. Uh, I was talking about the... Um, the plant swap that's going to be put on uh, tomorrow, it's going to be the old Dolphin Way uh, Association, Central Presbyterian Church. Now, that's at the corner of Dolphin Street and Ann Street, Ann and Dolphin Street. It's going to start at, at uh, 10. It's free. It's open to everybody, uh, whether you members or not. Bring a plant. Here's the deal. Bring a good plant. You can bring as many as you want but for the sw- to, to, to share with other people and swap in the parking lot. But for the pl- swap itself, the almost all the plant swaps that I've worked with, and I've done hundreds over the decades, um, wrote a book called Pass Along Plants, with the whole thing about organizing a plant swap. Anyway, bring one good plant. When I say good, something that whoever gets it, if they don't know anything about it, it'll still grow. In other words, not a wilted cutting, not something you dug up today, uh, not some seeds, you know, but something that they can put in the ground or keep in the pot ready to go for the next person. And as long as it's in pretty good shape, a decent little plant, you know, and something that you got from somebody, then what you do is they'll they'll number these plants. They'll put them all out for everybody to see, and people will talk about them, and um, they're going to have experts down there to explain plants that are unfamiliar because some are very unfamiliar. A lot of people have never seen them before, but even though they've been around for, for sometimes hundreds of years. Anyway, they're going to number them, and then with the people who bring plants, uh, they're going to pass their hat around with numbers. So whatever number you pull, that's the plant you get, whether you, whether you like it or not, or even if you brought it yourself or don't want it, because a real swap happens after the the 
informal swap starts. Uh, I mean, it stops. It, people say, uh, I've already got this. I'll, would, I'll swap you this for that or whatever. And it's really amazing. A lot of people bring extra plants. They bring seeds. They bring bulbs. And it's the kind of things you will not see at a garden center because they're, they're simply not fashionable, I guess. But precious plants, potted plants, shrubs, bulbs, annuals, perennials. Uh, anyway, it's going to start at 10 o'clock, right at 10 o'clock. So you need to get there before 10. Uh, Saint, uh, at the corner of Ann and Dolphin Street in Mobile. I'm going to see y'all there. I've got a couple of plants I want to bring down. And if y'all don't already have them, I'm going to introduce them into the system. And who knows, this time next year, maybe some I'll be swapping some f- f- from, from that little start. Anyway, if you want to give us a call this morning, it's toll free. We've got the line open, one eight seven seven. MPB ring. Um, be glad to talk with you about anything that's going on in your garden. We'd like to throw this out. Those uh, right now in, in uh, central Mississippi, pretty much all over Mississippi, those great big pink chrysanthemums you see around country homes and and uh, and, and gardens where people plant stuff that they like rather than stuff that that they bought. Uh, those great big pink. Uh, chrysanthemums. Uh, their name is Clara Curtis. A lot of people call them country girls because they forgot Clara Curtis and all they remember is something with a C or something. Anyway, Clara Curtis or country girls uh, is a different species it's, uh, than, than, than the, the, the cushion mums you see. The cushion mums uh, are called Chrysanthemum grandiflora uh, and they're really cold hardy and dependable. But the cushion mums a lot of times don't survive for very long. And it's not because they won't take the cold, because they'll take cold uh, in Japan, up in the mountains of Japan where they're from. Uh, but what happens is they're grown in big pots of potting soil, and the roots turn into a fibrous ball. And it, you pull that out, stick it in the ground, a lot of times that fibrous ball of roots will rot in our garden soils in the winter rains, and then it dries out too fast in the summer. So if you want to plant cushion mums and get them to come back every year after they bloom cut them way back they, they sprout back out the next spring uh, and then when you dig the, the the hole up divide the plants loosen the potting soil as much as you can and then replant them in a pretty good well-drained uh, flower bed soil uh, don't just pull them out of the pot stick them in the ground loosen their potting soil up and they'll do fine but uh, the one i'm talking about the big pink one called clara curtis i actually have Three different kinds. One that's uh, that's a bright yellow. One that's got the, I've got the the pink one, of course. And then I've got one that's kind of a, a a rusty burgundy color. Lots of different kinds, but the most popular one is called Clara Curtis. Uh, it's a different species. It's Chrysanthemum rubellum. It's more of a daisy like a, a sprawling daisy like plant. Um, and I brought some cuttings back from Japan, and, and I see them around country homes. Anyway, this is a great pass along plant. The cuttings root really really well. And if you want to uh, to get a start of them uh, what you see this year you can root and you'll have them this time next year uh, you want to give us a call one eight seven seven mpb ring let's go back down to past christian and talk to uh to andre good morning andre how are you i'm doing great how about you so far so good what can i help you with or what can you help me with well i have a question mm-hmm. um we built a flower bed. Uh, flower bed is uh, about two feet off the ground. Yeah. And uh, we put some blocks uh, closed. And uh, the first uh, two years, we, we did it pretty good. But now the grass or weeds just taken over, and I want to plant something. So my question is, how can I 
heal the grass or do something to, with the grass and they still be able to plant. Well, if it's if it's true grasses, if, 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 if I'm not just I don't mean nut grass and all these other, but if it's a real grass like Bermuda grass or, or St. Augustine or something like that, um, you can pull it, but it'll half kill you, and you got to keep after it. Does there is a weed killer? A lot of people don't like to use uh, chemicals, but this one I feel very comfortable with. You've heard of Roundup? You know how Roundup works. Well, this yeah. is this is not Roundup, but it works like Roundup, but it only kills. Grasses. You can spray it over everything out there, and the only thing it will kill, roots and all, is grass. And so every garden center has it. It's got names like Grass Be Gone and Over the Top. It doesn't matter. Every garden center will have something that kills true grasses, roots and all, if you'll spray it when the plants are actively growing. In other words, a day or two after a rain or a good watering. The better the grasses are growing, the better the stuff works. It kills the roots and all, and then it degrades into carbohydrates in your soil. So uh, anyway, there is a spray that'll get rid of the grass without hurting your flowers. That's the Roundup? No, 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 no. That's what I want to emphasize. It works like Roundup. Roundup will kill everything, and it's safe for the soil, but Roundup will take out everything. This stuff works like Roundup, but it's usually so, but it says grass killer. It's not Roundup, but it'll be sold in the same area, and it kills just grasses. And they'll say that on the label. Or a garden center person can help you with it. That'll be awesome. All righty. Well, good luck on it, Andre. Thank you for your call. I appreciate that. All righty, folks, a couple of other things we're going to uh, talk about, but it's going to be your phone calls for the rest of the hour here. If you want to give us a call, it's toll-free, but we're going to do some cheesy music right now. You know, we're a couple of days early for this, but I'm thinking, you know, I was walking out of the hall, and there's a light on in another studio with a microphone sign that says, On the Air. And I looked in there, there's nobody in there. The, the, the room is dark. There's nobody in there, but it says on the air. So I'm thinking, ooh, must be something in the air out there. We're going to take a little break, listen to some cheesy seasonal music, and come back with more of your phone calls. Again, horticulture's fell to rushing. I'm a Mississippi native. Been here since the, my folks been here since the 1700s. Uh, we sort of uh, spread like fire ants, I guess. But um, if you've got questions about gardening, you're talking to a local guy who was raised by gardeners who were raised by gardeners, who were raised by gardeners in the South. So we're going to put aside the college education. We're going to talk about gardening. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back with more here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting right after this.
This election year has been unpredictable, and it can be hard to keep track of what's true or not. But NPR's election team wades through it all, so you don't have to. Be informed. Listen to this station every day. It's high school football time, and that means it's time for Friday night under the lights. Hello, everyone. I'm Russ Robinson. Join me, Jay White, Jake Wimberly, George Broadstreet, and the whole gang as we bring you all the scores and the stories that make up high school football across the state of Mississippi. So join us tonight at 10 o'clock right here on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's Felder Rushing here on MPB. We're going to be down in Mobile tomorrow. I'm not invited, but they said anybody could come. It's free if you're not a member. So you know. 
Jonas, you don't want to be inviting just anybody to come because I might show up. You you want your personal invite. That's what it was. They you said everyone's invited, and you say you're not invited. You think I ought to wear my clown nose I got on? Certainly. Don't you know, go without it. Well, I got to tell you, there there are some counties in Mississippi that I can't drive through legally with my clown nose on. Well, goodness gracious. Well, there's a lot of crazy laws on the books. Yeah. We're not going to worry about it. No, I'm not going to worry about it because I am a clown. You know, it's court jester. So. Does it honk your nose? No, but it makes me talk funny. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about gardening right to the end of the hour. If you got some announcements, some uh, things that are related to, to gardening somehow that I can help promote, shoot us an email. Or if you have questions during the week about gardening, shoot me an email. It's real, real easy. We're on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Think MPB Online. So garden at mpbonline.org because we're an organization, educational organization, too. Let's go to Pascagoula. Chuck, thank you for holding, man. I really, really appreciate it. What's up, guy? Hey, Felder. Good morning. I've got a couple. I've got a, basically a litany of questions. Okay. Uh, first, knockout roses. Yeah. Uh, planted them first couple of years. They did great. You know, knocked us out. Uh, haven't been doing too well. Uh, put Miracle Grow on them, and that that hasn't seemed to help. Yeah. Well, here's the deal with Miracle Grow. First of all, it's a liquid for water soluble fertilizer. It means that it works for a couple of couple of waterings, and then it's gone. It's real fast, real temporary. So with uh, with landscape shrubs, you're better off using a slow acting, long lasting granular type of fertilizer that has slow, steady results. But you're never going to see instant results from any kind of fertilizer. There's a delay there, especially with shrubs. So I would put out just an all purpose uh, fertilizer. Triple thirteen. Well, triple thirteen is uh, more of an agriculture thing. And be honest with you, I don't like it because the type of nitrogen in triple thirteen is ammonium nitrate. It's real mm-hmm. strong and it's real temporary. I'd go with something that's sold for flowering shrubs because the, the type of nitrogen in those is long lasting and slow acting rather than that big flush that ammonium nitrate gives. So I, I would stick away from agriculture fertilizers for the garden. Uh, you can also use natural fertilizers. You know, a little cottonseed meal. It's good. It's good. You know, feeds the worms. But anyway, knockout roses, do you prune them pretty hard in the wintertime or what? I, I, I did the third year, but not the they last need it every year. Knockouts get real big. They get real leggy. They get weak. They get diseases, you know, that normally. The, so what most people do is they cut them back to a foot and a half, two feet tall every winter. And then you can actually shear them in the middle of the summer, even though they bloom, and to to kickstart a whole flush of even more flowering stems. But at least once a year, prune them pretty hard. Okay. Um, next question, hydrangea. Can it grow in full sun? Yes, it can, if it's got a good root system. You know, a lot of, I see hydrangeas are around old home sites in the middle of nowhere. I've seen them in cemeteries out in full sun, but they have to have a really good root system. And the way you do that is don't dig so much a deep hole, maybe a foot or so deep right in the middle, but make it wide, at least three feet across. So that and add just a little stuff to your native dirt, not too much, so that the roots can grow out real, real fast. And the further out and the deeper the roots are, the better it'll bloom, the better it'll grow, and the better it'll take sun and drought. Okay. And finally, just on a whim, when I was making chili a few weeks back, uh, we put celery in our chili. Uh-huh. And, uh, That's interesting. Yeah. yeah uh, so I uh, filled up a uh, 
a highball glass with some water and put the the end of the stalk in the water and darned if the thing hasn't sprouted. Is it a good time to plant it in the dirt? Oh, it sprout up at the top. Yeah. Okay. The reason why I'm asking because celery, what we grow celery is a is a leaf stalk. It won't root at the bottom. Oh. It's a you know it's an annual you know what you know if you've ever seen a cluster of celery you know it all comes out at one point at the base. Yeah. That, that's the part it grows from. What you've got the celery stalk is just a leaf stalk and it won't root to grow. But it's fun. It's interesting and in a, in a, in a, be interesting to see what it tastes like. Now, that's an interesting to put a little crunch in your chili. That's not a bad idea. Oh, yeah, it's good. Um, but, yeah, it's made me laugh to beat the band. Okay. Anyway, no, the celery stems, that, that that's a leaf stalk. It won't root. All right. Thank uh, you, my man. All right. Appreciate it. Yep. And it's not to say that not all leaves, because there's a lot of leaves that will root. You know, begonias come to mind. You know, there's a, quite a few plants that will root from the leaves and the leaf stems, but uh, celery, I'm afraid it, it won't do that. By the way, the interesting thing I noticed um, that dogs like to eat goldenrod leaves. Uh, you know, and it's uh, and uh, you know, my, it's one of those kind of things where you why are they eating goldenrod? They're walking through other plants, through wildflowers and weeds to get to the to the, the, the goldenrod leaves. And I went online, and sure enough, for some reason, dogs like to eat goldenrod leaves. I'm thinking more to, uh, it might have something to do with stomach problems. I don't know. Anyway, let's go up to Cordova, Tennessee. Cindy used to be a huge, huge uh, truck guarding industry all up around there. How are you this morning? I'm good. Good. What's up? Um, I have some Encore azaleas uh-huh. that are about five years old, and um First three years, well, they bloom fine every year in the spring. Right, that's what they do most. Right. The last two years, they haven't bloomed at all in the fall. Yeah. And I'm wondering if I need to move them. They are on the north side of my house. Not really. First of all, Encore, these repeat blooming azaleas, they're... For some people, they're 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 just fine. For for most people, they're just meh, they're just okay. Um, yeah. And uh, they 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 make that second flush of blooms on the growth that comes on early in the summer. And if the plants uh, are overwatered or not watered up, if they're under any kind of stress from too much or not enough of something, water, fertilizer, anything like that, they're not going to grow as well. Set those flower buds. Yeah. So the best thing. Uh, go yeah, ahead. Use soaker hoses when it you know when we don't get any rain. Or- yeah good while you know i'll put i'll turn the soaker hose on them for about an hour yeah that's um, th- that should be enough every you know three or four weeks you know every couple of three right. weeks should be great but they don't need you know quite that often but you know a little bit of fertilizer without overdoing it occasional deep soaking and uh, again I, I you know i've never been over impressed with most of the encore azaleas that i see some do fine but most of them yeah not that much Okay. All right. Uh, thanks a lot. Oh, you bet. And by the way, right around some of the older parts, go out to the go to to Dixon next time you're in town. Go into Dixon, uh, the you know the the art gallery there, and wander around their garden. It's, they have some terrific ideas of things that are just unbelievably pretty this time of year that a lot of people yeah, just overlook. I love to go there, and I go to the plant sale every spring. Oh, yeah. Well, in, in the fall, you'll see some things out there now that you can have next year. Oak leaf hydrangeas, which are a native plant, they have the prettiest fall colors. Okay. 
I have a few of those too. Good, good, good. Well, good luck on the. I, I can't give you a, a specific thing, but I don't think I'd move them. You know, if you want to move them, get you some new little ones and and put them out there, and you know, let's see how the older ones do. All right, thank you. All right, appreciate it. Bye bye. I'm not a big fan of just moving stuff around because every time you dig a plant up, you leave those real important little feeder roots behind. You know, if you stick your arms straight out and wiggle your fingers, that's what you're leaving behind. That's what plants need the most. Now, again, 1-800-800. What is that number? I got to look it up. 877-MPB-RING. 877-MPB-RING. Let's go down to Mobile again. Morning, Mary. How are you this morning? Thank you. Good. What can I help you with? I have a question about garlic. Mm-hmm. We're talking about raising garlic. I've had mixed results, um, and I understand that hard neck garlic doesn't work as well. In uh, the, you know, in yeah. the in the mobile humidity and you've you've been reading Bill Finch's columns again, haven't you? Sometimes <laughs> I know Bill. Bill is from I've known Bill a long time, and he's a garlic. Matter of fact, I got inspired from him to order garlic bulbs from the same place he got his from, and he's yep, that's right. And he is he is he really tried to find some of the best garlics that do well on the coast that that that, that don't need a long cold spell. And uh, if you'll go online and Google uh, Bill Finch Garlic Mobile, something like that, you'll pull up his column, and he, he lists uh, I can't, one is like a Cherokee, one is a striped one. Uh, but anyway, he talks about the different kinds that he's had the best success with. Oh, well, thank you. Okay, I will. You know, but in, and one thing that he said he hasn't tried, and I'm doing it this year, some garlic does better if you pre-chill them, sort of like you do tulips. Uh, they, they don't always need it, but they seem to grow better. So I put, as soon as I got mine in, I put them in the refrigerator, and uh, and, and that sort of gives them a, a jump. It breaks that little cold spell that even the mild climate ones seem to like better. Well, we certainly haven't had a cold spell yet. No, we haven't. So anyway, if you get some, you know, you can go ahead and plant some. But, um, you know, now's the best time to plant it, and good luck right. finding some. Thank you. All righty. Good luck on it. Bill Finch writes for the Mobile Press Register. He's a fellow from uh, from Mississippi, and he is a hardcore gardener. And like most hardcore gardeners, he is opinionated about stuff, and is opinionated usually based on good, solid observation. So if you want to know about garlic on the Gulf Coast, Google Bill Finch or the Mobile Press Register or just uh, garlic on the Gulf Coast, and it'll sooner or later take you to one of his uh, two or three articles he's written on growing garlic along the Gulf Coast. I'm Horticulture's Fellow Rushing. We've got one call on the line. Got time for some more. If you want to give us a call, 1-877-MPB-RING. Or if you want to shoot me an email anytime, garden at mpbonline.com. Org. I'm headed down to the plant swap at the corner of Ann and Dolphin in Mobile. Starts at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning at the, at the Old Presbyterian Church Community Garden. Starts at 10, so be there before then. And i got a couple of surprise plants I'm going to bring myself and want to see what other people are swapping from their yards. Plant swaps are the best way for non-joiners to find a safe place to get together with other non-joiners joiners. We're going to take a little break and come back with more of the Gestalt Gardener here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting right after this. 
From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. I'm Robin Young. Like an armadillo covered with steel plates. That's the way Brian Denton described the ISIS car bomb that lumbered toward the Iraqi troops he was with this week near Mosul. There was no time to get away. The car exploded, wounding Denton and some of the Iraqis. We'll speak with him next time, here and now. Today at noon on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okay, folks, welcome back. I was at uh, my my local pub the other day, and the old guys were making fun of me about gardening stuff. (laughs) You know, which they always do. And uh, it's okay, I can take it. But anyway, they started coming up with cheesy songs that were related to gardening. The best one, the one I like best, a guy named Bob, uh, talked about an old Cream song. I don't know if y'all are old enough to remember Cream, real heavy rock band from back in the 60s. But their song song called I'm So Glad, and said it's about gladiolus. I'm not sure about that. Uh, But one thing I want to throw out, this is kind of interesting, the knife, fork, or spoon theory of persimmon seeds. Do they predict the kind of weather we're going to have? If you don't know about this kind of stuff, do a little research. We're going to talk about it next week. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to find some persimmon seeds, cut them open lengthwise. You have to use a pair of pliers because you cut it lengthwise, the seed, top to bottom, like splitting an almond open. And if the little embryo, the little miniature next year's plant, if it's shaped like a knife or shaped like a fork or shaped like a spoon, that's supposed to predict what kind of weather we've got. We'll see. Meanwhile, let's go to uh, Ripley. Go way up in the icebox of North Mississippi. Hey, Rosemary, good morning. Good morning. How are you? What's up? Uh, I have some, uh, I think they're lace cap, blue lace cap hydrangeas. Mm -hmm. And uh, I rooted them and I have them in pots. When can I plant them? Oh, well, as soon as you can dig a good hole, they'll actually do better in the ground outside over the wintertime than in a pot. Over the winter time, but uh, it's going to be really hard, Rosemary, to do a good job this time of year because it's just been so hot and dry. So I'd start working on the hole, you know, so till you can get it a good foot deep in the middle and maybe about three feet across. Add a little some leaves and stuff to it and cover it with mulch. And then if it's hard to do, then do what you can, then water it. And a couple of days later, the rest should dig up just like chocolate cake. Okay, let me ask you one more thing. Uh-huh. I have about uh, 10 um, um, gardenias that I've got in a huge pot. That did, you root, I'm, I'm, did you root those too? I did, I did. But I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to help my next-door neighbor. She's got this huge oak, oak tree, uh-huh. and she's got a huge bed under it, and I'm wanting to put them around that, how, how close or how far away from the oak tree. Well, it's, it's, it's a good idea. The unfortunate oak trees, because they have such fibrous roots, they're real greedy for water, nutrients, and stuff like that. You're going to have a hard time digging a hole closer than three or four feet from it. Okay. But even then, they're going to have a hard time. Uh, gardenias um, and hydrangeas, you know, they do fine in the, in the light shade, but that's really dense shade. Okay. Uh, so uh, I'd put but them as far as you can. It's, it's, it's a weird position, but it gets sun in the afternoon. Yeah. 
Oh, well, the, I, I, so I, I'm wasting my time to plant them there. It's not so much wasting time, but there, but you know, the oak trees will quickly fill that hole up with right. tiny little feeder roots. You know, they're okay. just they're real greedy plants. I, I like oak trees, but they're you know they're they're they want everything. Okay, all right. You answered my question. Well, I got a question for you. How did you root your hydrangeas? Oh, I, I had one, and I just got up under it and, and got a, just a, a, a little uh, a leg off of it and just cut it and root it. Oh, and I put it in the pot. I got, I got the roots and all. Okay, okay. All righty. Well, listen, Rosemary, you stay warm this wintertime because it's getting here. Okay, well, thank you. All righty. We got time, folks, for, I think, one more call. We're going to go down to Mobile and talk with Deborah. Hey, Deborah. good morning. Good morning, Felder. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. What's What can I help you with? I have been looking for a very long time for the St. Joseph lily. It's the um, the red one with the stripe. It's an old heirloom lily that my grandmother had, uh-huh. and I can't find them, so I was wondering if you had a source. Well, you're talking about the, the, the stripe. The leaf has a stripe on it. Um, the leaf and the flower actually has a, a thin white stripe. Huh. Um, lengthwise the petal, and it's called the St. Joseph. Well, see, I always thought the St. Joseph and, and Hurricane and and uh, or and and um, uh, the red spider lily were the same plant. I don't know, but this one just I can't seem to to locate locally. Okay. So I tell you, you find a source for me. I like I'd to love it. I, I like to find out about new stuff like that. I love bulbs. I tell you what, if you would shoot me an, an email, Deborah, and I'll find something about for both of us. Awesome. Thank you so much. You bet. I'm looking for the email. I'm counting on that. Otherwise, I'm going to look it up and feel all by myself on that one. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Deborah. Hope to see you at the Plant Swap downtown Mobile tomorrow. See ya. I'll try to get there. Thanks. All righty. Bye. Horticulture's fell to rushing. We knocked out uh, what the car talk guys you say we've wasted another hour. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, your church did a thing with uh, the Halloween, right? Yes, yes, yeah. we did. Just you a safe place a for um, yeah. safe place for our kids to come and get their candy and wear the costumes and all that good stuff. But yeah. um, that's way out in Bassfield, <laughs> as a matter of fact. So that's where that's where that happened. At long time out there. Well, we're going to take a, a week long break, folks, because uh, that's what we do here. We're going to be back every Friday talking about gardening. I'm yep. Horticulturist Felder Rushing. This has been a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Kevin Farrell's been the call screener. Jonas Adams, my esteemed producer. And uh, we're going to be talking about gardening every Friday and every Saturday right here on MPB. Hope to see some of y'all at the corner of St. Anne and Dolphin at the Plant Swap tomorrow morning in Mobile. Starts at 10. Be there early. Uh, Otherwise, be safe. Be considerate. Be decent. Have fun. And take a kid to a garden center. Get a sack of bulbs. And show them how to do what we do best. And that's get dirty. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.